Hey, folks, just want to remind you that the Liquor Lamp podcast is now available on Stitcher. You can download the app, you can share us, you can link us to your friends, you can have us on the go, and you can review, rate and review us and tell everyone about us. That's the Liquor Lamp podcast now available on Stitcher. All right, let's do this. I really need this to work, please. It's time for the Liquor Lamp podcast with Joe Joe Lewis. Hey folks, welcome to the Liquor Lamp Podcast with JoJo Lewis. I am JoJo Lewis. Welcome to the Liquor Lamp Podcast. I'm so glad you guys are listening to us on Stitcher. Are you checking us out on our new website, theliquorlamp.blogspot.com? Or you probably got at me at Bucky Gums on Twitter. I'm just trying to give all the ways you can contact me right up front so I don't have to do it later. Hi, thank you for coming and listening to the show. I really appreciate it. So have you guys been, just be honest, have you been listening to Serial? Have you been listening to Serial? You need to listen to Serial. I mean that wholeheartedly. It's probably one of the best pieces of broadcasting I've ever heard in my entire life. You should definitely listen to Serial. And here's why you should listen to Serial. Serial functions as an example of what a great podcast can sound like. The use of music, uh, Sarah Koenig as a broadcaster, the way she talks is incredible. The amount of, of careful detail of going in and talking to people, uh, uh, the amount of work that goes into it. It's out. It's amazing. And listening to Serial and listening to the podcasts I like uh, is a large part of how the liquor lamp as it is designed right now uh, came about. It happened because I was listening to the podcasts I liked. I noticed what they did, and I wanted to do something similar. Well, we're almost at the halfway mark. I've already started thinking on the future, what the future of the liquor lamp is going to be like. And I honestly believe that the future of the liquor lamp, I'm going to move away from the one-on-one interview format. I'm sure I'll still have some of those. But I would much rather do something more... Uh, thematic like my my skill set you know from what i learned in school or whatever is more built around composing ideas into a coherent whole and i would really like to do that in some kind of an audio format like i'd like to have shows that are built around a theme of some kind and then i can talk to people about that theme and then figure something out from there i don't totally know what that would be like or how that would sound um, but I feel that it would be a really fun fun challenge to to do something like that. So what I mean is like a show in the style of something like This American Life or, or uh, Snap Judgment or, or some show where it's kind of stories or people talking, but it's also someone trying to organize it all and put it into some kind of coherency. Uh, I would like to do something like that. I think that would be pretty cool. Um but who knows? Maybe it, maybe it'll end up being something bad, or maybe it'll end up being something really interesting. But the point is, I know a little bit about the podcast landscape. I can see it. I'm not an active member in a podcast community, but I, you know, I keep my ear to the ground. I know it's out there. And honestly, the interview podcast is a really simple format to do. It's not hard to do. Anybody really could do an interview type podcast. It's actually very simple to set up. The hardest thing about it is logistics. Getting one person to come 
to an agreed upon location while you're there with your equipment. That's the only challenge I've really found. None of the challenge with the podcast for me has been in relation to content because all I have to do is just sit an interesting person in front of me and then they tell me things. That's really neat. But I would much rather have that and then also this other complicated aspect of it of, okay, now I have to take what they said, pare it down and cohere it into some kind of a narrative or some kind of a central idea that goes beyond simply, hey, I talked to this cool person. You guys should listen to this. That That's a simple way to do a podcast. And I am all about adding complexity uh, because I am a psycho. Point is, I think I know what the liquor lamp is going to become after the 52nd episode which is a long, long way off. I don't know why I'm telling you guys this now. I think it's so when the time actually comes and I feel like, oh, I'm done, I know I can't quit because now there's a record of me saying, hey, I'm going to do this other cool thing. It's going to be neat. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, that, that's all I wanted to say, you guys. Listen to Serial. And, of course, listen to the Liquor Lamp podcast and uh, share us with your friends. We're on Stitcher. Check us out. All right. Today on the show, I'm talking to uh, stand-up comedian Ellis Rodriguez. Uh, Ellis has been in the, in, the, in the game a long time. And he, he gives a lot of that knowledge away, I think, in this podcast for an hour. Like, I just kind of sat and listened for an hour. You're going to hear it. I'm just going to be going like, uh-huh, okay, like most of the podcast. I'm going to try to make it cohere in some way, but, but who honestly knows what's going to happen? Anyway, so uh, let's get right to it. Here's my talk with the very interesting Ellis Rodriguez. Check it out. <laughs> Yeah, that's just the one downside of having. And then who else is on this way. mic? Just you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I need to like spritz that with like a Febreze or something. Oh no, it's cool. It's like every like. Thir- I'm talking shit. <laughs> How you been, Alice? You I've been good. Been? I've been yeah. good. You've been. Uh, I've been better than good. You've been better than good. I've been happy. Yeah, that's yeah. better than good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, you've been gone from the from SAC for a while, right? Like uh, I remember, yeah. I was when I first started coming around. You when were was, around, which was when? Like last year, okay. like June last year. Well, that's cool. Yeah, because I remember you from last year. Really? Yeah. Usually, it's like, oh, I remember you from five years ago, but I remember you from last year. <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense. That's when I started showing yeah, up. And but in shit. your case, yeah, you made an impression. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> you made an impression too. I remember the first time, uh, like the first time I went to a mic. Mm-hmm. I brought my uh, I brought my girlfriend with me. Right. And uh, she was just talking because she'd never been to one. So to she's a mic. real. You're yeah, she's real. Her up. Yeah, she's oh, nice. yeah, totally legit. Oh, this is her room. <laughs> I took over it. Is it? Sweet. Okay. <laughs> I remember when we uh, first went. She was. We were driving home, and she was like, "Yeah, the only one I liked was Ellis." Oh, cool. That was her. Those were her exact words, and I was like, "What about me?" She was like, the "Only one I liked <laughs> was Ellis." <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you've been where you been at, man? Like, where you been? Just what you been up to? Um, what have I been up to? Um, in the last year? Yeah. Um, I was in LA for a little bit. Really? Yeah, that's my second time to LA. I was down there for about, and I'm never actually in LA. Actually, in uh, Corona. Okay, okay. I got a place in Corona. It's like halfway between 
L.A. and San Diego. That's okay. where my family was. And then I would go into Hollywood for, like, extra work or trying to get auditions and stuff, trying uh-huh. to get stage time. And L.A. chewed me up and spit me out. Really? Oh, God. Oh, God. What's it like out there? Um, Believe it or not, I'm not a very social person. So <laughs> really? I don't... Yeah, I don't necessarily make friends quickly. Uh-huh. And it's a big marketing thing. And it's... And L.A. is about acting and oh, writing. Yeah, yeah. And if you're a really good comic and you got some... You know, some heat, then that really helps you get an acting job or a writing job. But they're not really hiring comics. There's no stage time. Open mics are horrible. Uh, you're sucking dick for like three minutes yeah. at the store or the factory or whatever. And, you know, if you're not making friends, it's, you're wasting time. So there's, you know, a lot of time just sitting around, not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And I just started getting homesick and I just missed doing comedy. So I came back. Um, and then I was in the in the, the 707 for a while, um, like Fairfield or whatever. That kind yeah, of area. yeah. And then it just got to the point where I was like, okay, it's time. It's time to go back to L.A. And this time I had a lot more success. Really? Um, yeah, but like, but even faster, I realized, for better or worse, I love doing comedy. I love getting on stage and performing comedy. Yeah. And that's not what L.A. is about. L.A. is more like for... Uh, Get d- famous. Yeah, like build, break into... Break into these... Larger entertainment yeah. as a concept. And um, I've heard a lot of comics say this, and and I'm not sure if you can or you can't make it from Sacramento. You know, really? I, I don't know if you can or you can't. I know Mikey's doing... Mikey Winfield seems to be doing okay. Yeah. Um, I know you got to get out of Sacramento for opportunities... But I'll tell you this, when I, was, I remember when I left my job, was it five years ago or whatever, I was like, if I can make the same amount of money doing comedy, then I'd be happy. Uh-huh. I never set out to be famous or rich or whatever. Just set out to be stable with the ability to tell jokes, basically. And it took 10 years. Okay. But that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's, that's good, I'm man. At. That's where I'm at. And so I'm better than good. I'm happy. Do you work? Do you mainly work the road in order to make the ends meet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Where do you like? Where do you go? Just up and down the coast, or just yeah, all over? up and down the coast? Yeah. Um, I got one guy who books me in Boston. One guy who books me in. Uh, he's a he's another comic buddy. Um, and I got family out there. Yeah. So that's what it's all about. It's like you, you crash on your family's couch. You do the gig. <laughs> it's like you. It's like you minimize that whole. I gotta be in a hotel for yeah. fucking two hours. I gotta drive all the way there, and then I gotta da 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 da. You know, I I got family everywhere. That's like, oh, please come. Oh, you know, nice. So cow, nice. please come to you know. Um, here and then, and then you drive me around and stuff. So, yeah. How long? So you started like this. This is like comedy was your thing, like full time. We would say like starting five years ago. What What was the transition like? Was it just like you could see? I could. I made a bunch of money the month before. Really, I made, like four grand in one month. Oh, and you and were they were like, laying people off at my job all okay. the time, and I was actually trying to help people keep their jobs, and I was fighting for people's jobs, and I started thinking how horrible their lives would be if they got, you know, let go. And then I started thinking how awesome my life would be if I got let go. Because then you'd have all this time. Yeah. Yeah. And then I was, and at that moment, I was really hot. I had gotten some big opportunities in my first couple corporates. And so I was like, between unemployment and the money I got in the bank, I mean, I'll give it a go. Because it's hard to walk away from $60,000 a year at your job. It's going to be even harder to walk away from 70, 80. The longer you're at your place. The more valuable are your company, the more money you make, and right. the harder it is to go. Oh, I'm gonna make fifteen grand this year <laughs> in comedy. 
you know? So yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, the better, the sooner the better. You know, okay. if I gotta do it anyway, might as well. I'm get them in. And you were, and, and but the, has your quality of life like maintained, or is it? Been oh no! Little? And then it yeah. immediately, and then I immediately blew all my savings on a right. sitcom, okay. and lost like at least half a dozen friends Jeez. in the process. And then, um, and then just, and then I had unemployment for a while, so yeah. I kind of kept my head afloat. But I, I maintained my lifestyle, which just increased my debt. Uh, and it's not until next year I'll be debt free. Wow. Next year I will be a 100% debt free. And then you can make $1,500 in a month in comedy and go, that was, a, that was an okay month. Yeah. You know? Um, whereas before, I mean, if you got car notes and rent and, you know. All that shit and just debt, adds up. Yeah. You can't. You're not going to be able to maintain it. So I spent the last five years basically wearing my life down to the point where I can survive on minimum wage. Uh-huh. Because I know I can get that. Okay. On a bad month. Yeah. And then you get a good month. Hey, you know, you're balling out of control. You know, you suck a little bit away. And so, <laughs> and that's how, I mean, if you're a comic or an actor or a writer, you have to set your life up that way. Like you're, just to be able to survive. In you're going to get your money sense. in windfalls. Okay. You're going to get your money. You're going to get $2,000 this month. You're not getting shit next month. Oh. Okay. You're going to make $10,000 in December. You're not going to make anything March through May. You know, gas money to get to and from the gigs. Yeah. And if you're smart with your money, then that's okay. Cause shit, you make ten grand in December. Okay, but you got to make that ten grand last. Oh, that makes until sense. May. So, so you, so you kind of had to become like your own like personal accountant, business guy since ending it. Is that Unfortunately. like how much Unfortunately. of the, how much of that aspect is part of the business side for you? Just it's one hundred percent out of the yeah? business. It has nothing to do with the art, right? It has nothing to do with the comedy. <laughs> you know, people are like, oh, and I didn't think about that because I had a job. Yeah, I worked at this company called Ferguson. They treated uh-huh. me like a fucking king. They were awesome to me. They trained me. They invested in me. I loved working there. And I never thought, and comedy was my passion. Yeah. But I never thought like, oh, you know, I wasn't taking gigs because they paid well or didn't pay well. I just wanted the stage time. Right. And so then when I left there and you just hit with fucking reality, you realize, oh, this whole five years I've been doing comedy, I've been working on my art. And that got me to the point where I can consider leaving my job. But all that time I should have been working on my business so I could leave my job. Oh, okay. If you want to make money in comedy, you have to start making money from day one. If you want to get good at comedy, you have to start practicing your comedy day one. Right. If you want to get good at marketing, you have to practice day one. Okay. Everybody's always like, I'm going to work on my writing. Well, then you're missing out on performance. Oh, I really got to work on my performance because my writing is good. Not in five years. You know, like every aspect that you want, you got to start working on it immediately. Right. You know, not just the art of it. But all the comics, most of us, we actually like comedy. So we want to be deserving. And we don't want to be on HBO until we until we have an hour that we're happy with. <laughs> but once you have your hour that's worth HBO, now you got to climb the hill and get into HBO. So now then you have to... So after that, you have the talent. Now you have to have the skill to be able to talk to people. Know and the right people and, and do all that shit. you got to do them both. Okay. Simultaneously. Unless this is your hobby. Or this is your passion. Or this is just something you like to do. In which case... You know, say whatever you want to say. Yeah. Do whatever you want to do. But if you want to be in the business, you better start writing clean. <laughs> That's a good point. You better start writing clean. You better start get used to writing. Because if once they once they put your your special on HBO and it's successful, they're gonna go, hey, give us another one. Now you got to write a whole other hour. It took you five, six, seven, eight, ten years to write an hour. Now they want another one in eighteen months. So, so that, during that during that yeah. ten, during that during that ten years, did you learn how to write? 
or did you just learn how to kind of stumble into an hour's worth of jokes? Exactly. So then, so then you have to kind of build up all those. So then, so in that sense, so that's what I've been doing. Yeah. So you treat it kind of like an actual like profession with all these skills that you need to have in order to be successful at it. Purely, not just the standard. recently in the last yeah. five, in the, about in the last five years, I started paying attention to my business. Yeah. I started paying attention to my marketing, and I still suck at those. Okay, um, but but from the day one, I always saw comedy as an art form uh-huh. that, to, so that I could express myself and and all the and I never saw the uh, confinement of it. I always saw how how it wasn't comedy's so new. Comedy's yeah. a baby as yeah, an art yeah. form. And and anybody who's like, oh, well, it's been done, doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Nothing's been done. Nothing's been done. Right. You know, everybody uh, uh, everybody saw Pryor and just stole his act for 20 or 30 years. <laughs> and they're doing this different variation of yeah. black people and white people are different. But uh, we've yet to touch the surface. I mean, this this as an art form, it's, it's 20, 30, 40 years old. Really. Yeah, in the, in the modern sense, since yeah. like Lenny Bruce is like the 60s. Yeah. I think the, the earliest, earliest. Yeah. yeah. And so there's and there's people before that in a fucking cave yeah, somewhere, yeah. you know, making other Neanderthals laugh. It's been around forever. But the idea of like, give a guy a mic and a stand and and he'll capture everybody's attention and take them on this ride. That's a new idea. Yeah. I, I don't think we've even begun to touch the surface of it. And that's all I want to do. I want to, I want to get good enough and build my reputation high enough so that people will actually listen to me. And then I want to contribute to the art form. Then I want to, like, I have these ideas and things I want to do where people can go, you know, that guy made it, like, things were different after Ellis started doing comedy. Right, right, right. You so know, kind I want like to add to that art You form. want to kind of, like, uh, build, build comedy as a, as a cultural concept as to something different than what it is, which is right now yeah. kind of just... Oh, it's an entertainment. Oh, yeah. That's pretty just, much all it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that on YouTube. It's fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. Those guys aren't really artists. Those guys aren't really... Um, and just... Uh, I just think there's so much we can do. Yeah, you know? I, think that, I think so, too. Yeah. And that's is what it, excites me. Does it frustrate you to know that, like, as an art form, we're kind of, like, looked down on? At we, first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then after a while, you were just like... No, yeah, then after yeah. a while, I realized, like, that's how I like to be introduced. Here okay. comes Ellis Rodriguez. Don't build it up. Don't low expectations for hung comics. That's where we shine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Give me less. Like, don't expect anything from me, and I will blow your fucking pants off. If you're expecting me to change your goddamn life, then it's going to be a tough 45 minutes. But, you know, if you're just like, oh, here comes this guy, then, yeah, it's a hell of a ride. And I think that... Do you want to be a musician? Do you want to be some... Do you want to be at the bottom of some huge mountain that's been built over decades and decades and decades where they sell sex and backup dancers and fireworks? Or or really, for the thousands of us that there are, there's still no... There's no comedians. There's no. still, like... When I first started doing comedy, it used to piss me off. People would be like, hey, do you know fucking JoJo? And I'd be like, who the fuck is JoJo? Who the fuck is that random comic from... Sac- like... And then after a while, I started realizing, if you've been doing this for a while, you know JoJo. Everybody knows. Everybody knows everybody. Right. If you've been doing this for a while, you know most all of the other comedians on your, on the, I know most, most of the comedians on the left coast. Really? How's that possible? Because they just keep doing shows. You keep doing shows. You keep doing shows. And there's only so many of us. Okay. You know? And so, no. I'm excited to the fact that there's not as much um, competition. And there's not as much expectation, and there's not as much 
mountain to climb because the mountain hasn't been built yet. The industry doesn't even know how to sell us. Right, right, right. The industry still does like they still don't even sell us. Yeah. They still don't. They turn us into actor. Every comedian that everybody I know, oh that guy's super famous. How do you know him? From his T V show, from his movie. And then they went to go see his comedy show and he's a brilliant comedian, that's where he started. But we still get famous doing something else. Because they know how to market that. But comedy on its own as a form is not no. the kind of thing that can be marketed easily. No way. Yeah. And they should. Kanye's got a new album, and it's coming out on this day. <laughs> and oh no, it was leaked a week before. And then, oh, look at the sales numbers for the first week, and it went platinum, or it went this. Oh, um, you know, fucking so-and-so's got a new comedy album. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it on Netflix. <laughs> There's no excitement. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not kind of like they don't build up the hype around it. They don't build kind of no, like, and the, like the Louis machinery C. K. around it. Yeah. yeah, Louis C.K., he's probably one of the biggest guy names out there, right? Yeah. There should be lines. There should be people pissing themselves waiting to get his new album. Right. The man puts out work at the work. Like, Bill Burr, oh yeah, I love Bill Burr, I love Bill Burr. When's his new album coming out? I don't know. <laughs> There's a some new hip hop yeah. song about yeah. someone's ass on a on a on a on a bathroom sink. Oh yeah, that 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 came out last week and it did this number itself. The industry doesn't know how to add sex to comedians, which is weird. That's how they sell everything else. Yeah, and supposedly a sense of humor is the sexiest thing ever. Yeah, put a fucking hot naked bitch to me next to me <laughs> on television. <laughs> Put three strippers on you just, your lap, and you you're just selling, have, just have backup chicks while you're just do, like that's the background of those specials, just hot chicks, yeah. just chilling and yeah. you're just telling your jokes. I think that's what um, <laughs> Kevin Hart was doing in his last special, and everybody, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. I liked that he had the. Fu- I had a lot of those ideas. We need backup dancers, man. We need fucking pyrotechnics and flame. All the crap that they use to to convince us that Britney Spears is talented. That's the kind of shit that we needed in order to Put that to behind comedy half the comics yeah. you know in Sacramento and tell me that those that 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 they can't sell a shitload. <laughs> yeah, just cuz of the pageantry and shit. Yeah. It's just that that's a cool thing to watch. Oh, and the radio station playing it over and over and over and just convincing people that oh, this person's so fucking this and that and showing them that I don't want to just listen to this person's music. I want to fuck that person. I want to be that person. I want to Nobody wants to be a fucking comic. And rightfully so. We're weird, sick, twisted people. But, <laughs> you know, but if you knew what musicians were like, you wouldn't want to be them either. Yeah. Right? So then, like, the appeal of musicians, the appeal of all these other types of art forms is more like I'm, I'm a, I appeal to that fucking – the romanticism of it, like yeah. the pageantry. But the actual artist himself is still just a sometimes, dude like us. Yeah, yeah. sometimes. Well – even that, the industry's so big, they got writers. Yeah. Now, am I too big for a writer? No. I got a couple jokes here and there, a couple punchlines some other comedians gave me. But do I have, like, large sections written by... No, I wrote all my own material. Like right. a dumbass. Right. Right? <laughs> because I, I wanted to learn how to write. So I just didn't want the crutch. Not that I didn't appreciate it. But, like, whatever. So I burned all my material, and I need to come up with another ten minutes for da 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 Well, what does the industry do for a dancer or a musician? They write it for them. Yeah, they hire a dude to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Right? So then, oh, this is my album. There's 17 songs. I wrote two of them. Okay. I, sa- I sang 17 <laughs> of them. Right? There's a bunch of fucking genius assholes in L.A. right now who could write my style, my form. They could, we could turn out another fucking Ellis Rodriguez comedy album every two months. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and that's what the industry does. They go, oh, we have this, this thing that we can sell, this person that we've right. built. Right? You contribute your little artsy parts here and there, but then there's 40 other people that are going to make this 
into what we know the masses want. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And why doesn't why don't they put those resources? Because I know shitload of comics who don't want to be comics. Yeah. I know a shitload of comics who want to be writers. Or who want to be like actors and all that other, all that other Or want to be writers. Shit. Yeah. Want to be stand-up comedy writers. <laughs> which is like the <laughs> dumbest <so> dream ever. <laughs> right? It's one in a billion yeah. that you'll get to be a famous comedian. Yeah. It's one in a billion billion that you get to write for said comedian. But that's what they want. There's tons of them. Super talented. Why doesn't the industry go, uh, let's grab eight of these super talented guys with stage fright right. and have them write for JoJo, who will say anything. It's <laughs> a good point. Then you get on stage and you're this fucking genius and blah, 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 blah. And we sell shitloads of records and everybody's happy. But the industry doesn't, they don't see it like that. And in the meantime, let's say the guys who do want to be comics. Think about how talented these assholes are. Yeah. They wrote the material. They performed the material. They directed. Where am I going to be on stage? How am I going to... All of these jobs in any other form. Maybe not a one-man show. Yeah. Um, which is probably the most akin to what we do. But in every aspect of what you see, the clothes I'm wearing, like everything about is a show. And it's all on the comic. Right? And whether right, they stumbled right. into it or whether they put a lot of thought behind it or whatever. But if that fucking vest makes the joke a little bit better... Then you have to wear that vest. Who the fuck came up with that? That's talent. Right. You know, that's and 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 they don't know, in my opinion, the industry doesn't is not capitalizing on it. Oh, okay. They will though. Hopefully. No, no, no. I think (laughs) I think they will. Yeah. I think they will very soon. So there's gonna be a point when we can turn on the comedy station as we're cruising around town Mm -hmm. and and fucking comedy will return to T V in a big way and comedy will return. I think comedy's gonna take over. I think that that the internet gave us an opportunity to show that we're more talented. Yeah. And I think that we will. And then I think that we'll make a buttload of money. And then I think the industry will come in and fucking take it. <laughs> and make millions more. But I think that we, given our audience is now the world. Yeah. And we have access to it with our podcasts. With all this YouTube little, little shit we do, all, yeah. I think we'll build an audience. Like a massive comedy audience of people who like comedians and follow them on Twitter and da 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 and the industry will see that and go we can turn those millions into billions and then pull three or four of us up and turn us against each other like I think that time <laughs> is coming soon <laughs> that's that is the hopeful future for comedy yes is the bleak yes cultureless wasteland of America the, the, the where all other art forms fight each other <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's delightful i wonder about that like how because we do see that even in a in the small scale you see like the kind of uh the guys who like, get industry behind them or get mm-hmm. good opportunities and they kind of go like oh i'm this i'm this great person fuck that guy. and we don't have a union yeah we don't have yeah. a union we don't have any kind of like unifying force other than right we all kind of do this we all kind of do this at some at some way Mm-hmm. And don't give me, I mean, obviously it's a huge comedy industry that makes absolutely. millions and billions of dollars. But I don't think that they see us um, in the value that we really possess. Because a, because a good professional comedian can churn this shit out and give social commentary on the regular. Yeah. On the regular. Not an album a year. A constant stream of consciousness commenting from their point of view in the world and making people swallow just a little bit easier the shit misery around them. Right. Like, that's way, that's, that's so undervalued. That's so undervalued. And it, and if, and, and like, and so imagine like you started rapping 
when rapping was on the radio, but there wasn't like rap, hip hop. It's like taken over. Right. It's everything. It's everywhere. But it's, it's all. But a lot of the soul's been taken out of it. A lot yeah. of the, a lot of the stuff that kind of right. when it was a newer form, right. it had kind of this this social commentary energy yeah. to it that now is not totally there anymore. And if you look at comedy, I think that's where we're at. I think there was a lot of social commentary and da 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 da, and they were sorting things out and figuring things out. But now everybody's kind of coming to the formula. Okay, what works? It's been done enough that they know what's most popular. Right. And as that gets, you know, perfected, they will come up with some formula on how to write the perfect fucking 45 minutes that makes the most amount of money. Right. And then we'll see the industry take off and then the the pyramid won't be so sharp. There's eight guys at the top of the, the pyramid. That's it. Yeah. That's it. There's like eight guys that everybody can name. And then if you're into comedy, there's kind of a middle like the middle parts of the period makes sense to you, but only if you're like really in, really up on your shit and who, pay who, attention to the industry. If you ask, in my opinion, like when I'm like, "Oh, who's your favorite comedian? Like, Have you ever worked with anybody big?" And I'd be like, "Who's big?" You know, like, um, uh, um, Seinfeld. Yeah, that, I've never met Seinfeld. Dude. Yeah, I don't Sandler. Right? Even yeah. though he's more known for his movies or whatever. I just got bumped at Cobbs for Sandler. <laughs> yes, you I was did. happy to do it. <laughs> that was a funny story, actually. He's, uh, I'm on stage and Raj has me fucking closing out his new faces. Yeah. At Cobbs. It's a decent crowd. It's 150. You know, it's, it's new faces. It's up and down. And I get up and I was fighting for him a little bit because they were like away from the fucking stage and it just was whatever. And so I'm doing pretty good. And he get the light, and so I'm, I'm like, ah, fuck, because I was re- I was just just about to get rolling. Yeah, it's hard for me to do 15 these days, and uh, and then Raj comes backstage and he goes, no, go longer, and I was like, what? I get to go longer, and then he goes, oh, never mind, never mind, cut it off. I got I got somebody, and I'm like, who the fuck am I getting bumped for? And I look over and it's Sandler. So like, <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> so that was cool. Um, but like, nobody can name one of my famous comics in the whole world, Coco Brown. Coco Brown, um, I think, is going to come up because she was just in a Tyler Perry movie. Yeah. Isn't that fucking sad? You know what I love about about Coco Brown? What? She gets standing ovations regularly. I fucking watch this bitch like I'm taking notes like she's a fucking professor. It's she, She's hilarious. But there's got to be some kind of fucking formula to it. She gets standing ovations on the regular. I'd say 75% of the shows I've seen her do, her audience is so goddamn fucking gut-bustingly happy. That they stand up and applaud her. No one's ever fucking heard of her. Why? But now she's on a Taylor Perry movie and she's on these commercials. Every time I see a commercial, I fucking giggle. She's she's getting work. And now her name's going to be really big. And now people are going to go see her. And now she's going to get her due. And that's what I'm saying. That middle America, that middle, um, the middle class of comedy is way too small. Hmm. And way underpaid. And then everybody at the bottom of the pyramid, which is me and you, get shit for pay and no opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It's not so much about this this line. I don't even want to stay here. And if you want if you want to be at the open mic level or if you want to be in the showcase level, or if you just want to do comedy and you just want to pay your dues and you just want to like there's a certain amount of time you have to put in. You, right, you, right. You should you should get better at your fucking art. But the middle class, there should be way more college tours for everybody. Everybody should be able to do the casinos. Everybody should be able to do the cruises. There should we we provide a fucking good service and it's still art. Comedy, to me, stand-up comedy is still, like, there is crap on TV where you're like, okay, they're trying to exploit the art. But, like, city to city where I go, it's fresh perspectives. It's 
And there's no reason to do comedy unless you love doing comedy. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's a good you point. You must hate yourself yeah. enough to be like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. And so, like, to see somebody doing that, it, I even if it's shitty comedy, I still love watching it. I still love watching some guy go, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. You know, and that was like, new. That was new. It's okay. It's new. Yeah, he's bombing. You know, and this guy's like bomb, and they bomb, and they bomb, and they bomb, and they still fucking do it. That's yeah. heart, bro. That's like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm excited to be doing it at that level. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to be doing it during this time. You know, because I I can feel I'm already getting my opportunities in industry now. Right. So I can I can feel. The time where they're like, do whatever the fuck you want. Just practice shit. Just bomb. Just bomb. Who gives a fuck? You can't bomb on TV. No. You can't try some new thing you just thought of on TV. You know, you can't do the new tan you wrote at this corporate gig. You know, by the time somebody's paying you, and especially the more they pay you, the more it's like, you know why they're paying you to tell this joke. Right. right? Right. It's open mic. Maybe I'm doing Walmart. Maybe I'm not. If you're paying me, Walmart's coming out. Yeah, if they're if they're that's paying, the joke yeah. everybody likes. That's yeah, the yeah. joke. They say, I love you. You're so funny. I love that Walmart thing. You want a gig? They just said, "Hey, come to my fucking place and be funny and do the Walmart thing." That's what they're telling you, you know. So before I had this joke, the truth, and everybody wanted to hear that joke. And so you grow. And if you're if you're only doing 45 minute paid sets, then you got to do your 10 somewhere. Yeah. So you working it, you work it in, but like the ability to bomb. Whenever you fucking feel like it is underrated because comics don't want to bomb and they feel bad when they fucking bomb. Hmm. But it's like, that's a gift and you should be bombing all the fucking time or have another great 10 minute set. You got 10 minutes tonight. Have a great another 10 minute set and go home and feel good about how funny you are, even though you knew that material was funny when you fucking got there. All right. Or find out if you have another 30 seconds of funny. That isn't in that 10 that you that isn't in that 10 you normally did. Because, like, before before we all did comedy, we were just funny. Yeah. And every joke I ever fucking heard, I memorized it. Why? Because I like making people laugh, and I was memorizing the rhythms. I was memorizing why it worked. I remember, I, I could remember any joke, because all I had to do was remember the punchline. And uh-huh. I remember, okay, I just got to make this person think I'm going left. And then at the end, I go right. In this case, it's turd. It's this. It's insert this or that. And so you tell the joke, and the guy doesn't laugh. And you go, idiot. You don't get the joke. It's not that the joke isn't funny. I was right. standing there with 10 other people and somebody told us and we laughed. You're a fucking idiot. You don't get this joke. But then as soon as the comic writes the joke and they tell it and the people don't laugh, they go, I'm not funny. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. That's stupid. Yeah. It's just maybe that joke isn't funny. And I and I, and I I even contest that. I'm funny. I know I'm funny. I so wrote, that joke I should be funny because I wrote it. That joke yeah. is funny. It wasn't funny to those people. And that's, <laughs> and that's why I'm on stage. Yeah. I'm figuring out what's funny to everybody else, not what's funny. From day one, I knew what was funny. And people listened to my bits and they were like, I don't know if that's that funny. And I was like, I just think I'm a shitty comedian. <laughs> <laughs> but trust me, yeah. that's funny. Yeah. And the better I got at stand-up, the more I could make anything funny. So now I'm so good at stand-up. That I can be serviceable on stage with 10 minutes of material I've never done before. Huh. But some of that is going to be actually funny. Now, you add funny plus my skill. Now, now that's the stuff I keep. 
because yeah. that's the stuff that we all thought was funny. And that's what we're doing. We're sharing. You're playing the audience. You're not playing your voice. Your instrument is the audience. If they're not laughing, you're not funny. Right. You know? And so, yeah, the joke is funny or the joke isn't funny. But why are we taking this shit personally? You know? If you had a good set, because everybody laughed a lot. Really loud. Really long. They clapped and pissed themselves. You know? If you stood up and said the greatest material ever and nobody laughed, you fucking sucked, bro. You know? So, like, to me... um. That's what we all need to be working on. Like, connecting to the fucking... Just to the people. That's what we're supposed to be doing. It's a conversation. Ideally, yeah. 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 And then just having... Just having material that you know I can just... Don't take it personally. Yeah. Yeah. Don't take it personally. All of your material is good. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, what does everybody else think is funny? And if you had a bad set, it doesn't mean you're bad. And if you had a great set, you didn't get better. <laughs> so if you didn't write any material, you got to do your material because doing the same fucking joke, you don't even know. On the other hand, I don't think you know what a fucking joke is until you've done it a thousand times. Because I'm telling you, on the five hundredth time, you're not going to be paying attention. You're going to do some weird gesture, and you're going to get a huge laugh at it, and you're just going to kick yourself in the balls. Why the fuck didn't I come up with this before? Like you don't really know a joke until the joke's unconscious. And you're just looking out at the crowd in slow motion and you're going through the joke and you're looking at their faces. Then all of a sudden you throw in a tag and all of a sudden that killer instinct comes in. And you go, they're loving this and I got to stretch for some reason or whatever. You really, right. And then you really start digging into the joke. And then you add like three, four other things to it that, that you would have never got to. So it, I'm not saying like you don't do the same 10 minutes all the time, especially when you're starting. You want to perfect that 10 minutes. You want right, to know it right. backwards. But, but I mean... If you got 30 that's good, stop stop doing it. And you have the and as a, and at this level, at the open mic, you have the gift to do that. You can just you can just ditch that material that you know works and just start doing whatever. Because who gives a shit? Right. You know, I like I do that's one of the things that seems innate about what you do. Me I, personally? Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of don't give a fuck in in what you do. Really? And I I think that you're very sensitive to everybody where you'll just be like, eh, you got these savers and you'll like acknowledge, you know, da, 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 da. But yeah, you're hitting material that's not, I don't know if you notice, not everybody's fucking talking about what you're talking about. Not everybody's <laughs> yeah. got the balls it's a little out there. to fucking do that. And one, and as, as, the, as you progress, you can't get this gig unless you're clean. Yeah, you can't get this unless you're that. I already know. I already know that. Right. And, and that's so, the nightmare I face every day. That's the nightmare. I, I think- got, and I know, but here's the thing, though, and I think this is kind of going back to what you said about the beauty of the open mic level. I know that if tonight I want to work on, I want to work on my clean set, mm-hmm. just my five clean minutes. Yeah. I can just do that with no, no harm, no foul. Right. And I can just do that any night. No of the expectation. Week. Yeah. But then, but then I, I feel like that viewpoint is almost unique amongst m- most scenes where people will just come up. I see a lot of pe- cats just do- hang on to jokes. Oh yeah, for a long, for like longer than you need. I would because think. they want to hit their ego. They're not trying to get better at comedy, right? They want everybody to think they're good, huh? And the, and they're and they're doing it because it makes them feel better that they had another good set. You know, and you should, if you got nothing else to do, just get up. Every time you get on stage, it's a rep. And it just makes you better, even if you do the same fucking jokes. But like you said, like, low expectations. 
at this level, having low expectations is your greatest weapon. Right. Like this. So this is like, it's just got to the point where like, I know I'm going to be like, it's a, it's a matter of deciding to be funny. I'm going to be fucking funny. Yeah. Not, I'm not going to bomb. If I don't want to bomb, I'm not going to bomb. Right. If I, if I don't try anything weird, if I just stick to what's funny, I can read a crowd. I know what's going to get me by. Yeah. And so I'll go to some like random, I'll be on the road and I'll be at some random open mic. And I think I was at an open mic in like Santa Cruz or something, a bunch of poets and whatever artsy types, like reading poetry because like they had to, they had, (laughs) they had to write this, they had to share it. And that's why they're there. Right. And then while they're there, they're listening to this person's song and they're going, Oh, you know, they're just supporting art because they all live in Santa Cruz and they're stoned and they right, just right. need something to do on a Wednesday night. And so, like, I'll walk in and just be like, I'm going to fucking crush. <laughs> right? These people. Yeah. And, like, how much time That's... do I get? And they're like, oh, you can get, like, 15 minutes. I was like, 15? I will rip city. I will ru- This place, they'll shut down. Like, and, and, and in my head, it's funny because... Because it's such a low expectation. Not that the people there have any less passion for their art, but I'm a professional comedian who just happened to be in your fucking teeny neighborhood. Yeah. So the level of my skill is going to be way above yours because I do this every single fucking night. So because I have this low expectation, they're like, hey, who are you? I'm like, oh, my name's Ellis. And they're like, hey, everybody, you're kind of a new face. It was the comedy (laughs) club. And then you get up and you're just like, bam, bam, bam. You know, like... It's uh, low expectations are the best. Once you get past this, just the middle class. Yeah, you're at a college. There's an expectation, and you can you can be kind of dirty at a college, you know, or whatever, whatever. Or if you uh, if you're working at the club, yeah, and you're the host. There's there's an expectation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that ever so slightly confines what you can do. Right. In that particular show, like, don't let it fuck with you and always do that. But, like, you got to know why people are fucking hiring you. Absolutely. You know? And so this point where, like, there's no expectation. Like, Sandler was up there. And uh, there's an expectation, man. He's fucking Sandler. And yeah. he just uses it to his advantage. He just fucking mumbles under his breath and says, digging balls a lot. And, like, <laughs> and you love Sandler. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, You know? Um, but he's sitting there open mic in. And, and the whole time he's, like, apologizing. Like, oh, you know, that just... I'm just going to fucking open mic these songs. And he just comes up and mics his songs and stuff like that. But, like, he has to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, he gets this extra bonus because he's Sandler. But, like, he has to be funny. Yeah, with that bonus of being Sandler, he also doesn't have the benefit of, I'm a nobody. I can yeah. just try whatever. Yeah. And it will be okay. Yeah. Like, he has, he knows he has to commit because, yeah, I do have this kind of no- stuck, name recognition. He's stuck but in also, the confines yeah. of being him. So somebody's sitting there taking a picture, or somebody's sitting there sending a Vine video, or somebody that, that, that he's still, you know what I mean? Like, he's stuck being fucking the amazing Adam Sandler. Like, it's not so much that he can, I don't even think the man could bomb. I don't think it's possible. I don't think right, it's in right. But like, he, but, but whatever it is he does, you still have to put it against his image. Like, huh. this live interaction, you, you can't see him. He couldn't even express certain things to you because he'd start to laugh. Oh, right, right. Because you already have this whole thing built in your head of who he is. Huh. All the time you've spent with him. And so he, in a way, is so big that he has to kind of get around your image of him. Whereas with us, we got a fresh slate. 
And even at this next level, there goes, there's going to start to be an expectation. There's going to start to be an understanding of who, even where you get booked. Right, if you're booked right. on Comedy Central, says something different about you than if you're booked on BET. There's an expectation of what you're going to do. Okay. You see what I'm saying? But do do you feel that as a as an artist when you get those like when you like you said like you get booked for a corporate gig, you get booked mm. to host at a club, you get to go to a college. There is kind of an expectation on the things that you're able to do. Do you feel that those kind of constraints do they help you like do you feel like yes. they can help you grow? Like they can no, help they, you do better? They, yeah. That's how, that's only how you build skill. Yeah. Picasso was fucking doing photographic yeah, type he was. art before he went to to Picasso. You can't get from Anybody just, can do yeah. what Picasso did. Anybody he, can do that. But you couldn't do it as good as he did it unless you really understood the beginning. Yeah, Picasso's so, like that perfect example of like if you want to know how to break rules, you gotta know them all the really, really well first. Right. Brilliant figure draw. But right. it, it wasn't until he did that that he was like, I'm gonna put an eye over here for no reason. Yeah. For a reason. Yeah, yeah. We would do it for no reason. He would do it for he a reason. He would do it for a exactly. reason, and that would inspire like so for us, that's your that's your early Picasso, man. And everybody fucking did it. Everybody wore a suit and tie and learned the rules. Right? And then took that and translated it into whatever. Now add those skills and the timing where they basically... And see, for me, writing clean is not that bad. I'm not that dirty of a person, actually. Right. And so people's like, oh, I have such a hard time writing clean. And then you talk to them, you're like... Well, no shit. You're a dirty fucking person. All of your, you know, the only thing you ever think about is dirty shit. So obviously it's hard for you to write that. It's not necessarily that hard for me to write that way, but it is a crutch. Yeah. I mean, I know that if I, that's, you learn that early, say dick and balls in a bar and people laugh, right? Right. Get sexual, get racial. Oh, no shit. These are like simple things. Like, um, when, when, when you start to get constrained, that is art. This is a painting. This is a drawing. This is a dance. This is an idea within the confines of this art. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. So when someone says, hey, be funny, but talk about nurses. Be funny, but talk about nurses clean. Be funny, but connect with teenagers. Be funny, but connect with... That is you as the artist. That's you. That is a new painting, a new new, um, piece, right? Right, right. And everyone. And so when when you get stuck with... like, okay, contests. There's an expectation. Look, you only got this amount of time. You want the biggest impact because right. you need to really separate yourself from the other comedians. And you want to be very unique. And yet you want to really hit the points of whatever that. If they're like, we're judging you on this and this and that. Then you're only showing the jokes. And you're only dressing the part and being the you that fits. So you have the best chance of winning that competition. Right. But is that you? No. You see what I'm saying? So, like, whenever you're in a contest, whenever you whenever you have to do more time than you have, whenever you have to do less time than you have. If you have 45 minutes, you should do 45 minutes every night. When someone says, well, I'm giving you five, you're now stuck within the confines of what the limits of the open mic or whatever it wants. Right. Say. And so what are you going to do with that time? You're going to use it to the best advantage that you can with Now, some people ability. are going to do yeah. whatever. They're yeah. going to do the same five minutes that they always do. They're going to, but at the open mic, you have to go, oh, I'm going to grow. So let me get this new five minutes I've never done. That's what I'm going to do. If you're getting paid, you're going to go, I'm going to fucking rip because I want return business, right? Right. If you have to do multiple shows, you're going to rip. You're going to give you 15 minutes, right? And you have 20 minutes. You're going to do 15 minutes, and then you're going to do that new five the next set to show the person you have more time than you had. Right. Oh, I want to feature at this place. Really? Because you just did six shows, did the same set every time. 
oh, you want to feature, but you did six shows, and I saw three different sets, and you killed every time. So even though I only gave you 15 minutes, you showed me you can feature. Huh. I saw the amount of time. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But nobody's thinking that. They They're think, like, oh, they I just think, want to be funny. I just, need to have, I just need to have a really great 10. But reality is, no, you should have a great 30 from which you can pull three great 10s. Or you should have a yeah. great 60 from which you can if pull you three great 20s. If you want to work at the club, 20s, you need yeah. 20 up-tempo, clean jokes. Yeah. 20 minutes of high energy, not my high energy, not your high energy, whatever your highest energy is. Yeah. Okay, however high you can go, however excitable you can be. You need 20 minutes of that that's clean, like not G-rated, but like uh, NBA, ABC clean. Yeah. I'm yeah. talking fucking clean, yeah. right? So that clean, now you can host anywhere. There's not a club in America that won't, won't, won't allow you to host because they're only going to ask you to do 10, at the most 15. Hey, and if shit goes bad, 20. And you have the allotted amount of time. You're not going to offend anybody. And you have a high energy, so you can bring up the next act. Because right. As right. the host, not your job to be funny. It's your job to get the energy up, so that the other guy doesn't have to fucking fight it. So who gives a shit if you're funny or not? Get everybody excited. You didn't say a single goddamn thing that was funny, but you told everybody that there's this drink special and you blah blah blah. The club would love you. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So if you want to get out of that fucking hole, they're gonna give you the shot. They're gonna give you 15 minutes. So take away 15 minutes. And hey, everybody, how you guys doing? And here comes so and so and blah blah. Take away that. And just let's say you got 10 minutes. Rip your fucking 10 minutes. If you want a feature, they're gonna ask you to do 20, 25, 30. So show them 30 minutes of hot shit when you're ready. So if you're open mic, you're going to the showcase at Last Unlimited. That's what you're fucking up. Open mic happens every week. Nobody cares. Last Unlimited does it once a month. And someone who books is there. That is not an open mic. Yeah. That is a showcase. And you should treat it as such. You Who's going to be care. there? Yeah. Who's going to be there that makes decisions? Yeah. Make sure you know who that person is. Introduce yourself. And then go the fuck away. Don't fucking bother them with this is who I am. and Everybody's here for the same fucking reason. My name is Jojo. I'm really funny. I would love to host here. I'll, I'm going to let you know when my set was up. Hopefully you can see it. Then you get up and you rip. A month later, you don't come back and do the same five. You say, my name is Jojo. I'm fucking blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be going up seven. Hope you can watch my set. You do a different five. And you rip. By the fourth time you've done this, this is four months. Yeah. You've been really polite. You said, hey, my name is Jojo. And you fucking left. And then you ripped. And say, hey, did you see my set? Yeah, great. And you did another five. You've shown them the adequate whatever. You are now qualified. Yeah. Or you can just not think about it, show up, keep doing the same five, keep doing the same five, and a year later, after I've seen the same five, again, ask me if you can do 15 minutes at the club. Hey, you seem like a decent guy, you seem dedicated, but I've never seen you do 15. (laughs) And that's how you, and to me, that's that's how I get better. Somebody tell me you can only do this much time, you can only, you have to win this competition, you have to work clean, you have to do long sets, short sets. Um, whatever the whatever somebody's confining you, if you're if you're staying away from that room because it's a black room, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, because it's not like there's no there's never gonna be black people at your shows. You know, if you're staying away from a room because it's a coffee shop, oh, I don't do I don't get along with those audiences. I don't I don't do well in the Bay. Well, then you should go back to the Bay. Right. If, if you don't do well there, 
You know what I'm saying? You need to put more, like, just because you've been good in these couple of places. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean you're good. It means you're good in those couple of places. But you're not growing. No. Because you're not putting any challenge on yourself. Especially, like, if you're going to the same couple of places, you're doing the same five, same ten, whatever it is. Even if it's really fucking dynamite, you're not going to grow in those spots. Because you're not, there's nothing on you. Like the, whatever weight those places would have had, you're used to it. And I've talked to those comics. Yeah, it's about their ego. It makes them feel good that they ripped again. And this is kind of weird. And I apologize to every comedian who's ever told me this. But like, if I get up and I do 20 minutes, and it's 20 minutes you've heard before, and it rips, and you go, "Hey, that was a great set." Oh, really? Were you Were you surprised? Because <laughs> I wasn't. Was that my best set ever? No. Was it my worst set ever? No. I gave those fucking people everything I had. And I'm I'm usually fucking funny. Yeah. So I'm probably going to be funny today. Hey, I just went up and I did 10 minutes you never fucking heard. And you come up and you go, E-Rod, great fucking set, dude. That thing with the blah, blah, blah. Is that new? Yeah, that is new. I'm fucking excited about that. I love hearing feedback on the new stuff. Yeah. But like... You can watch me do comedy for an hour and not hear a joke you haven't heard me say before. Right. Because I'm doing this every night. I'm keeping that stuff tight. I'm, I'm you know, I'm workshopping this shit all the time. And I do hour-long sets all the time. But this is not, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so basically it just sounds like a compliment. It just sounds like a... Like it's a general compliment, but I, like they weren't really... No. They weren't really trying to like tune in to see what was happening. No, was and changing. I get excited about me... And then I get excited about every other comedian when I see growth. <laughs> when I see, oh, that, that new fucking tag. Diego dropped some tag on some joke he's been telling. Yeah. He probably got to the 200th time and just added this tag. I don't know where the fuck he got it, but it was hilarious. And knowing his fucking set, because I hang out with him, and then seeing this new wrinkle and seeing it fucking, that gets me excited, man. Yeah. That's what we should all be talking about is getting better. You know, but instead they want to do the same thing and they just want people to think that they're really funny. Yeah. You know, fuck that. It's more important to just be like, grow and, and be good. If you're not funny, what are you doing here? But then it's interesting that you, the way you talk about it, because it seems like at some level, the, the ability to grow, the ability to put those constraints on you, that's a business practice. Like the ability, like if I have 10 minutes that are totally dirty, that's not, that's good for my art. Yeah. But if I have 10 minutes that's totally clean, not only is that good for my art, that's also good for my business because now I can use that. Oh, I can get into this club. I can host here. Mm-hmm. Those those kind of things like in, I feel like there's like an attitude like I want to break into this club. I want to break into this circuit, whatever. But I want to break into it under my own terms without yeah. any, without caring what it is they want. I want them me to come to, have. to me. But here, but what's weird is that's almost counterintuitive to what we do. Our, yeah. We're in front of people trying to get fucking validation yeah. for the things we say. Why does that? How does it shift? Where if I'm in front of a room full of people talking, because when I the comedian writes the say. joke, yeah, because when the comedian writes the joke, they are the joke. Their ego gets caught up in that if you don't like this joke, you don't like me. If I tell a joke and it bombs, it's not because you are a bunch of uneducated people right, to, right, to right. the subject and the humor I'm using. It's that I'm a shitty comedian. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. believe I, you know, fuck that. You know, you, you are, by the time you got on stage, you've watched some, a lot of people watch more. But you've watched so much fucking comedy. You've read the fucking books. You got your fucking nut up. And you went up there and you talked. 
That makes you more qualified than 99.9% of people who are afraid to even speak in public. Yeah. And then of the what's left, how many of them are funny? Not many. Right? <laughs> you are a weird, <laughs> twisted, sick person who's been given this gift. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And by the time you get up there, trust me, you're funny. Just fucking, you got to figure out how to work with them. You know? And when you're doing anything that's just about you and your fucking ego, like, you're miss. to me, you're missing the point. You know what I'm saying? We got to work together here. Like, yeah. If you're not laughing, I fucking suck. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, it's, it's not so much that like, it's you against the audience. The audience is never against oh, you. Never. That. It's always like, it, at some level, they all want you to succeed because they want to have a good time. Even That's when why they're there. Oh, it's yeah. a bad audience. No such thing. No. And it's not a concept that makes you feel better. Like literally, if there's 10 people here, this is what, what the fuck do you want them to do? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like they're they, working with you. They sat through you. You sit there and just listen to somebody for 45 fucking minutes complain. That you're here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, I came. Give me your best. And then, like, they don't even laugh. And this happened to me a thousand times. They don't laugh that much. Yeah. Then they walk out. And then they shake your hand. And they tell you, you are the funniest man I have ever met. They're just a shitty audience. You're right. They've been watching comedy on television. They didn't realize they could laugh out loud. Yeah. It's their first date. It's their whatever. They have cancer. Whatever the fuck's not your problem, right? Right. Do your fucking show. Do the best you fucking can. And then let them decide. And thousands of times they come up and they go, "Dude, you were so funny." And and but then and, at the but then at the time you were like, "Oh, that person seemed like they were quiet. They, like they didn't even me. care. That was bombing the whole time." But then you got out there and you realized, like, "Well, no, I I, I asked them. Yeah, I asked them. <laughs> Did I, you like the show? It was the only person I could see. <laughs> I was doing the show. There's like a hundred people there. There was one fucking guy who wasn't fucking laughing. I was like, "Dude, what was your problem, man? <laughs> like when I was a young comic, I'd be like, "Dude, what's your deal?" <laughs> and he's like, like, "No, no, you were great. You dude, were sorry, great. sorry." I was like, no, I, I, know, I'm, I know I'm way bigger than you, but like, seriously, <laughs> help me. Don't be scared. That's interesting, man. So it's like, so in that sense, it's like, it's not that you're a bad comic. It's not that there's a bad audience. It's just that like building that oh, thing. Oh, you might be a bad comic. Might be a bad comic. But, but you're not, not funny. You're not, yeah, not yeah. talented. But building that thing that comes between you and the comic, building that joke, that's where it's like. <sighs> that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what, too? When you're seeking your validation through the joke, you're missing the point. Yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm trying to get you to agree with what I'm saying. I'm trying to get you to go on this ride with me and we're right, in right. this together, right? But if you don't like this joke, fuck it. I'm still funny. I'm going to give you another joke. When you, when the comments start getting caught up with, I don't want to do new jokes because they're not as valid as these jokes. They're not as good. Then their ego starts getting caught up in what they can and can't do, and that just stops their growth. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. That's never the point that they agree with your set. Your set is just another tool. It's just another list of fucking jokes you wrote for this particular set because you only had this much time and you had to fit with these in these confines. And yeah, you had, and that's the point. Like, you never like if you feel good because you had another great set doing the same fucking set, you're missing the point. I feel good when I rip. That's the point. I try to rip every time. I try to make everybody there laugh. That's my objective. Yeah. And the jokes I'm going to tell, sometimes I want to do something else. But when I'm up there, I'm like, nope. Because like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this the best set it can be. You know? And then uh -huh. when you go, oh, well, I don't want to do this new joke. Or I'm, I'm going to definitely tell this joke just for me. Then you're missing the fucking point. 
you can say, hey, this joke's yeah. just for me, but it's really for like 10% of the audience, but those 10% of the audience is really going to love you. But make that choice consciously. Don't literally tell shitty jokes over and over and over again that no one's laughing at. Just for the sake of telling them because you're like, oh, that's all because it's, it's my thing. Well, no. Cause it's, it's really you being yeah. pesty because you want to get back at them for not laughing at your shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're mad at them that they don't get it. Yeah. Well, yeah. then you're not a good joke teller. Right. It's very funny. It made you laugh. It's funny. Yeah. But you're not a very good joke teller. Just get better at telling jokes. And then like four years from now, you're going to go, oh, I know how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the pay and the dues of it is when you figure out like, how you can get your brand of funny to fit yeah. in any kind of constraint, regardless of what it is, because that's what being a professional at this at this art form really and, is. And and, yeah. and 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 since we're just blathering on, yeah, um, this is my definition of being a professional. Okay, because I want people to refer to this fucking podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's say I'm at a show, yeah, and I'm at the show with you, and you are the what? Let's say you're the host, right? And I'm the feature, and some somebody with a big huge name is, and. The show begins. If I'm out front with a cigarette, then you're a professional. Because it's not that I already know what the fuck you're going to say, but you know what I know is going to happen? That when I get up to do my job as the feature, that the show is going to be hype. The show is going to be up. Everybody's going to be laughing. Everybody knows exactly what the fuck is going to happen. I'm going to come up in right. Web City. Right, I don't right. need to listen to your fucking set. Because I know you're going to be funny and you're going to hype the crowd because that is the fucking host's job. If you are not funny, then I'm in the back of the bar sipping on a Long Island watching you make mistakes so that I can figure out what I need to do to fix it. So if you step in a big hole and the hole you step in just happens to be racial, it's not that I can't be racial. It's just that I definitely don't want to start there because you've put them in a bad mood. And if I say anything racial, they're going to be sensitive. Right, And if you didn't have a good set, then I know I'm going to have to bring extra energy to let them know, hey, this is different. This is a different show. I'm going to have to overcome whatever the fuck it is that you did wrong. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And the comics who can have a good set is a lot. But the ones that do it consistently is what separates you from being a pro. Hmm. That's what that's what separates you. Now, so, if I'm the headliner. Yeah. And you got to do 30 minutes. And you, I will... Smoke a cigarette at the beginning of your set. But halfway through your set, I'm coming. Because I'm like, okay, he's done 15. What's he got left? And make sure you keep your momentum. And I'll tell you this. You ever hire me for a show? I'll host for anybody. Happy to do so. When I get off that stage, everybody's going to know all the announcements that they need to know. Right? They're going to be laughing their fucking ass off. And they're going to be rowdy and in a great mood. So that whoever I bring up next... Is going to be walking into somebody who just wants to be fucked. Yeah. Because that's my fucking job. Right, right. You hire me to be the feature. That's my job to stand up and be funny. Good Lord. Put your feet up. Light me when you're ready. When my when you're when I've earned my money, <laughs> just give me a light. I'm yeah. a monkey. When I close, give me a light. When my You want me to do 45 minutes? Done. An hour? Two? Let's do this. Light me when it's time. I, lo I love to do it. And you can do whatever the fuck you want in between that time. You can sell food. You can sell drinks. You can drop checks. You can arrange for this. You can da 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 Whatever time it is you need for your enterprise to make money, I can do the time. I can distract them. I can keep them in a good mood. That's my job. Right. 
And you can do whatever the fuck you want. If you can't do that, then you're not a pro. And I work with guys where I'm like, they can't do that. This dude, this, no. yeah. And then I work with all the all the guys I like. They do that, and I don't care if I like them or they like me. If they can do that, they're a professional comedian, and I love them. That's interesting. That's my deal. Can you do it every fucking time? Is anybody worried that if you put me on TV, I'm going to cuss? Is anybody worried that if you give me a certain amount of time, I'm not going to fill it? Is anybody worried that I can't follow someone? No one's worried about this. Yeah. They're like, if you put up Ellis, he's going to do that. Right, right. That's what I focus on. So you've kind of built up. So in your mind, I'm kind of just trying to put together. Because you said a lot. I'm trying to put put together what you said. Into something I ate a cookie right here. <laughs> I can tell you're kind of like up. <laughs> it sounds like for you, at some level, being a professional comic is is something like... You're someone who other comics who who people who are who are also making money on this show because even if you're getting paid for for a gig, you're not the only one making money that night. No, the venue's making the money, the vendors no, yeah. are making the money. You're making money from merch, my sales, boss. All that, yeah. Your boss is making the money. The person who said, "Yeah, hey, if you can do this, I'll give you money." Right. I stay within those confines. I do the best I can do. So being a comic in a professional sense is being I'm someone who others can trust in. And believe in to perform and deliver. Mm-hmm. Not so much that, oh, I'm a professional because I had this gig one time. Or I'm yep. a professional because I make this much yep. from comedy. For you, it's being a professional is, look, if if there are people who are relying on me being funny in order to make their livelihood, to make their business grow. To, to make, make this television grow, show. To make that show work. To make this tour work. To make whatever work. I can be that person. They can rely on me for the success of all of us, right. including not just the venue, mm-hmm. not just for myself, but even for the people who show up yeah. to have a good time. Yes. Like you're someone who can be trusted in. Yes. Not just that you're funny, but Every that time. you're reliable. Every time. Yeah. Every time. That's a good definition. Yeah. And yeah. to me, that makes you a pro. Yeah. And there's, it's hard. It, what's weird to me is like that definition is unique to me because it's the kind of definition that doesn't involve. It involves. E, it has some ego, but really the ego is yeah. based out of. I know I can help people. I, I know I can sports, be connected bro. with people. Yeah. I love sports. In my, I think they're the only people who have our job. Really? Who gives a fuck what you did last week? How many yards are you gonna put up this week? <laughs> are you gonna win the game? Yeah. This week. Like, we have to show up and perform, and it has to be good now. Right? Look, hey, I don't care. Some comics don't think about this. I had to, I had to, this happened to me. My mom fell into a coma. Right. Septic shock. Ooh. And I thought she was going to die. Like, I thought my mother was going to die. It was like the worst day ever. Yeah. And I had to go to work. And it never occurred to me. You're going to have to work the day your mother dies. Huh? You you don't work at Seven Eleven. You're not a you're not a, a a janitor. Yeah. You have to stand up and make people laugh. On the day your child gets cancer. Yeah. On the day your dog gets hit by a bus. On that day, you have to make people laugh. Are you gonna do it? You're gonna. That's have a professional. Yeah. The, if you have to, like, you have to do it. That's a professional because you committed and you have to be that person. Because you yeah. yes. This is your job. This is your skill. This is what it is. That's a professional. Yeah. I was fucking hilarious that day, by the way. <laughs> the beast. That's beautiful, man. <laughs> a ripped fucking city. 
I don't know what the fuck I said, but the people were laughing. You fucking crushed. And in the, it was one of those things where in the back of your head, like, I got to make some calls when we get I don't remember stage. a word I said. Oh, fuck. It's one of those weird sets where I literally don't remember any jokes. I literally came back into my own consciousness every 20 minutes and would go, what have I been saying? <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, well, I haven't said this joke in about four years. Let me do this. <laughs> and just went into that bit and then just was like, oh, my God. I, and but, beca- but because you're professional, because you had all that time and all that experience, didn't even matter. You were able to separate whatever was happening yeah. and just enter into that, that state of, I'm just a comic right now. I'm the, do what I'm you gotta the, do. I'm a machine of humor. Yeah. <laughs> Spit it out. Word up, man. Well, shit, you, um, we've gone for an hour, dude. I felt talk like, a lot. It felt like you were putting on a clinic, man. I, was, I'm just, I, I feel like I've learned shit from talking to you, which yeah. is ideally what I wanted. That's what's up. <laughs> I had a lot of conversations with the cats out, and uh, we were talking about the classes. Yeah. Of almost like, oh, everybody kind of knows me because I was in Sacramento grinding. Yeah, and a lot of cats in Sacramento they know me. Um, hopefully, hopefully I got a decent rep at least. And then, uh, but you know, you know, you don't, you don't never met me, and I don't know any of you fucking assholes because I just got back to Sac. Yeah. And what's unique is that like I just see you in this big group. So it was like my group, and it's like me and John Ross and Carlos Rodriguez. Yeah, and Chaz yeah. Hawkins and Brian Yang. It's like this weird group, and everybody was like competing with each other. I was competing with myself. I was just always trying to be as funny as I could be. And then after that, it was like Diego and Emma, you know. And all you guys are like a new class. This big-ass group of fucking comedians all kind right, of right, at the right. same time. And I don't, I don't feel like it was like, I don't feel like my class was like your class. Really? We didn't want to learn from each other. They didn't want, there was this big group. There was a, it felt like there was this big divide. Um, and, and they wanted to be better than me instead of helping me. Yeah. Like, I wanted to. You know, I, I was like, oh, I'm fucking weird. And I met these other weird people and I thought we were all the same, you know, but it's not the case. Yeah. And uh, you guys, there's a lot less of the previous class lording over you, telling you what it should be. Right. So you're a bunch of fucking blind assholes being like, oh, this. But there's so much access to information and there's so many of you guys and you're so smart and talented that there's this like there's this growth. Yeah. In Sacramento comedy that I that that's like. Super cool to see. Really? Oh, fuck to the Because <laughs> even like Diego's really sensitive, but he's like constantly like this person hates me and this person hates me and this person hates me, and he's fucking weird, you know. But he's not delusional. Like people talk shit to him. Yeah. Like why? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's that's where we came from. That's yeah. His, that's our class. Fucking fuck this dude. He's a hack. Da 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 da. And I don't know your guys' politics. So probably. Somebody's fucking who? Yeah. Somebody, I'm sure. And I'm sure that uh, somebody fucking hates so-and-so. But in general, at least so far, it's just like, oh, so-and-so does this and so-and-so does that. And so-and-so's good at this and so-and-so's good at that. And everybody's fucking hugging. And, you know, I, yeah. I don't know if it, like, changes over time when the stakes get higher. But it's fun to hang out with you guys. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, thanks, man. Yeah. I didn't need, I've never, I've never been complimented on being part of the class that I'm in. <laughs> I think it's cool. I think, I think, and I think you should know. Yeah. You know, I think you got to get out of the scene and go to like, uh, the Bay, definitely, um, Fresno. Yeah. It's not that far. Like, just go to some, go to Modesto. They have like kind of a weird thriving comedy scene. And in just Modesto. see what, yeah. And, and see what the other classes are like. See what the other guys that are going to the open mic in other cities are doing. 
Because then after a while, you start thinking, oh, I'm one of the fucking funniest guys in Sacramento. Yeah, well, you suck in Portland. <laughs> the guys in Portland that have been doing it for six months are fucking killing right now. Yeah. And you don't know that unless you go there. And you can't do that. you know. But if you can get to fucking San Francisco once a month or so. Just see what's happening. Scene, but yeah. And and just take a look at your, your, your classmates and, you know, make sure you're fucking keeping up. Yeah. So, like, I'm always chasing... Um, uh, um, I don't know. I was gonna say Cosby, but he's a rapist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am actually working on a Cosby joke. Can really? I tell you? No, I don't. I think it's I've not, heard it. Yeah, it's, it's not a full joke. It's just like a premise, really. But it's just like, uh, so I'm raping this bitch. <laughs> uh, I think Chappelle is my favorite comedian ever, and I think he's the funniest man on the planet. Absolutely. And I'm chasing Chappelle. Yeah. And so don't chase the other fucking guys in your class or anybody that you fucking meet. Like, chase the greatest. <laughs> right? Yeah, why not? But, because, like, dude, you're never going to get there. But you might catch me. You might catch me, and then and then you're just going to stop being... Then you're going to stop growing? Yeah, or you're going to find make, some other asshole to chase? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, don't compete against the people in your class, but make sure, like, as they're taking leaps that you get inspired. Yeah. And like, oh, fucking John Ross is killing it right now. Then I got to go back and write. You know, like I can, I can write better than fucking, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, I can, I can, I can, you know, I can crush harder at this. Oh, of course. You know, because in the absence of the, in the absence of that ego, you're just gonna want to do the work to do yeah. the work. You're just gonna want to get better to get better. And I don't want to totally get against ego either. Yeah. Because it's 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 very egotistical to think that you're gonna stand up and talk for thirty minutes and everybody. Oh, of course, listen yeah, to you. totally, totally. There's oh, yeah. there's so much ego involved in just that desire. Yeah. I don't want to make it sound like I got no ego. I but <laughs> but that's all that's the only place it should be. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah. Every other priority should just be love, making them laugh. Yeah, like love and humility and making people happy. Yeah. And being reliable. <laughs> Amen. I'm sorry for sure. talking so much. No, dude, it's cool, man. This is like uh this went exactly how I wanted it to go, oddly enough. Nice. Because you're one of these guys who I look up to not just because you're taller, but <laughs> but you're one of these guys who it's like you're out there, you're doing the, and I actually do feel this. There's a lot of uh, sense of I have no idea how to get better, or I have no idea how to work at this club. I have no idea how to do this next step. How do I work at a college? How do I work at a casino? How do I do those kinds of things? Yeah, and I think a large part of it is we don't ask yeah or we don't listen yeah and that to me is like i mean if, if we if we want to build if we want to if because going back to what you were saying at the start if we are at this age where comedy is going to become kind of this industry this kind mm-hmm. of machine on par with like music or tv or movies and shit then we kind of have all of us have work to do oh for comedy not for just for ourselves but for all of us mm-hmm. and part of it is just knowing shit from people who have somehow because the first group who did it just had to stumble into it we don't have that burden we can ask yeah. people uh, no no yeah. we had people and that yeah, was yeah. the problem is like there's uh, there's always this there's always been this kind of upper class yeah yeah that has told you the way it is supposed to this is what it is yeah you feel me like for instance this guy he told me what it is he was like this is what it is and this is what you should do and this is what it's like and blah 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 and I'll tell you this story this guy in like the nineties, the club flew him to New York and put him up in the comedy uh, the condo, the comedy condo, yeah. and 
he got wasted and had a bunch of strippers do coke off his dick. <laughs> <laughs> then he flew back, and his wife was mad at him because he only had a couple hundred dollars left. Huh. Now, while he's telling me this story, I'm like, okay, fast forward 20 years. I'm doing this gig for you for 50 bucks. You're telling me 20 years ago, you were two years in, and somebody from New York flew you all the way to fucking New York, gave you enough money to blow on strippers and fucking coke and put you up for the night, got you safe back on a plane and back to a woman who would love you, who lived in a house where you were paying the mortgage, and she was upset that you only had a couple hundred dollars? (laughs) Drinks were on you, fucker. Like, Like, you know... <laughs> that's not how it was. Yeah. And that's how they're telling you they made it this yeah. far. And they and there's no like there's no one here telling you this old plan. Yeah. The old way it used to be. That that's what you're uh, devoid of. That's what you don't have like yeah. this upper class that's like feeding on the younger class like Separating you into little groups and taking this person, this, you can only work this club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There used to be this, like, you can only work this club or that club. You can't work both clubs. And there was some reality to that, but not nearly as much as the fuck people were saying. <laughs> right? And, yeah, but then, yeah. But then you would go, well, well, I work this club, so I can't work that club. It's just fucking stupid. Like, those guys are these guys, and those guys do that, and these guys don't like those guys. And, yeah. You know, it's just, it's, just, it's not like, there, there was there was bad influence. There was people we could ask, right? But they, and they were, were giving us good advice that was good five ten years ago, right? Or they were like literally giving us bad advice, yeah, because they didn't know better or because they're assholes, right? You know what I'm saying? You guys have like no one, so like you're like, oh, that works for me. Oh, I'll do that. Yeah, fuck yeah. Well, I'm doing this. You do that. Yeah. This, like, mutual exchange. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Of going up. Yeah, we have this kind of... We need to have this... The, there's now a point where we can kind of have that mutual exchange. Right. Where if I ask a guy who's a... Like, I ask a guy who's a class above me, mm-hmm. how how did you get this far? How did you do this gig? Right. I feel like you would tell me. But you would. not you wouldn't tell me in the sense of, like... This is the only way it can be. It's more no, like, yeah. this is the way it works for me based on mm-hmm. what I have done, and this is the way I have this done. This is what I see. And then I can say, okay, well, here's what I have to bring to the table. Right. Let's try and figure out how I can get to that next level. Like, there's a, I feel like that in order, if, if we want comedy to be this kind of machine, not a machine, that's a bad term for it because that's inhuman, but like this this in, this machine. An industry. Like, yeah, an industry yeah. Of, of, of professional people doing comedy for, the, for masses of people for the benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, then we have to be able to work together. Right. And we have to be able to talk to each other. Yeah. And and we have to be... <laughs> everything have to, I know, yeah. To, and yeah. everything I know I'm saying is something that I've I've learned and, like, processed for myself from something somebody else fucking told me. Yeah. From something, like... Absolutely. It's like, you can listen to me or not fucking listen to me. Don't listen to me. Listen to me. Like, don't even listen to me about business. I fucking suck at business. Don't listen to me about marketing. Other than the fact that I listen to a, a smoker if he tells you stop smoking, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't focus on my business and my marketing, and I wish I had. That's all I can tell you. Yeah. Now, go find somebody who's good at that. And listen to them. And listen to them. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, that's that's what I'm about. That's that, that mutual share should go back and forth. Whereas before, it was like, well, I've been doing this this long, so you should listen to me. You know, I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. 
<laughs> you can kiss my coma colored butt cheeks. Like I'm gonna listen to the guy who's getting it. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. Um Well shit, dude. <laughs> I feel I've learned today. That's all I wanted, man. I feel I've talked today. Yeah, you, you, you I get embarrassed sometimes that I talk too much. Really? Yeah. What you say is interesting. That's good at least. I could I see I could just trust you. <laughs> To just sit and talk. I, I actually was having anxiety. Like, I don't know what I'm going to say or how this interview is going to go. Like, then a part of me was like, no, Ellis is a professional. He's just going to go. <laughs> He's like, just all right, say, I, have just, a, just I have an hour. I need to be insightful and I need to kind of present like an honest perspective. All right, I can do that. Whatever. Because <laughs> I'm a professional. That's a professional, it. man. <laughs> well, shit. Thanks. Thanks for doing this, Ellis. I, I feel appreciate like, you, I'm going to listen to this again many times. Yeah. To figure out all Make the sure shit. Make sure I know. It's on my Absolutely, man. Shit. Absolutely. Thanks for doing this, dude. All right. All right, folks. That's been the show. Oh, I'm so glad you were able to check it out. I am JoJo Lewis. That was Ellis Rodriguez. You heard talking. Didn't you learn a lot? I think you learned a lot. Next week on the show is episode 26. There's not going to be a guest next week, but there is going to be a show next week. In the meantime, have a very Merry Christmas. Uh, like us on Stitcher, like us on iTunes, favorite us, share us with your friends. I've been JoJo Lewis. You guys have a good evening, good day, whatever. Have a good one, and I told you that this would work.